Ellie, you know, it seems like every year just gets more and more bizarre. And I, and I think I've, I've pinned it down to uh, things going off the rails, either in the total solar eclipse or the Cubs winning the World Series. Actually, science has proven that we are living in the alternate timeline that Marty McFly created. The following is a presentation of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. They bought their tickets. They knew what they were getting into. I say, let them crash. Geek Counter Geek with Chief Conrad and Elliot Serrato. Gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. Well, maybe it's one of those other shows, like... Outer Limits. Confuse the Twilight Zone with the Outer Limits? Do you even know me? Geek Counter Geek number 130. I'm Keith Conrad, at Keith R. Conrad on Twitter. Joined, as always, by uh, Elliot Serrano, at uh, Elliot Serrano on Twitter. Uh, Make sure you spell his name right. It really, really makes him mad when people don't. Can I tell you something? It's in my freaking handle... Two L's, two T's. So when you write to me, respond to an email or a tweet, and yet you still misspell my name, I think you're just being hurtful. I, I don't think there's any other way that you could take it. There's no other way. You're, you're purposely no. trying to hurt me. Yeah. It, it's just rude. It's how? In the, in the words of Jar Jar Binks. How wooed? E- e- exactly. Yeah. Uh, you know, Geek Counter Geek, uh, as always, brought to you by... Uh, 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 the, the folks at, at Tweaked Audio, uh, tweakedaudio.com, um, you know, how, how better to listen to Geek well, Counter Geek than on a pair of headphones from, from Tweaked Audio.com with, yeah. with uh, all different styles and features. So here's the thing, great thing about tweakedaudio.com. If you go to tweakedaudio.com and check out a pair of earbuds or wireless headphones, anything you might want, sport sporty style, uh, you can use them for listening to phone calls, um, answering phones, co-op gaming, whatever works for you. <laughs> Find the set of earplugs that are in your price point and then enter the code GCG at checkout. You know what you're going to get? 33% off. And free worldwide shipping. Anywhere in the world. Anywhere in the world. You're talking Anywhere. <laughs> You're living in a little mud hut somewhere. You can get free, uh, free worldwide shipping anywhere. In Tunisia, yeah. Get free worldwide shipping in Tunisia, and um, yeah. And then, but make sure you enter the code GCG at checkout to get your discount and free worldwide shipping. And uh, you know, this is our our year in review uh, episode. And uh, it feels 2018 feels like it's been much longer than just a year. <laughs> it really does. I, I, you know, I mean, geez, I, I joked about it, but it, it really seems like since 2016, everything just gets more and more bizarre all the time. Well, what is it that they say as you approach the speed of light, time slows down? That is true. Maybe that's what's happening to us right now. We are all approaching the speed of light, which is elongating time. And just making it seem that much more interminable. Um, I, yeah, I, I think you may be onto something with that. Yeah, but yeah, but 2018, a lot of stuff happened, not just in the world, in the regular world, or I like to call the real world, uh, but so much stuff happened as in um, in science, 
in pop culture, in the in what you would call the worlds of nerdery and geekery. And um, looking back, there are so many, um, just so many significant things that occurred. I thought it'd be good uh, just looking back. And I thought, hey, why don't we each come up with our top five most significant things that occurred in 2018? I think that's a great idea. And what I would do is I'll do the, uh, I'll do the geeky side. And since you're Mr. Science-y, I'd let you do more, more of the science uh, nerdy so, side. So, so we're establishing on the, on the geek counter geek uh, style sheet that, that uh, geeky is, is, you know, referring to pop culture items and, and nerdy, that's more science. More science, like the, the actual, the nuts and bolts of how things work. The, the real world, I like to it. say. Yeah, the real world. Yeah. And I'm, you know, I mean, because you're, you're the smart guy. I mean, you're the one, you know, you, I'm, you don't just talk about space camp. You live space camp. I know? did twice. <laughs> <laughs> and you know that stuff, and, you know. And my dad helped put something in orbit around the moon. You're right. Wel- you're so welcome for that. There you, thank you. I appreciate that. Although, although... Um, I do believe Stephon Curry believes that that none of that happened. Uh, yes, that's 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 what I hear. Oh no 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 no! Uh, you know Stephen Curry said that he doesn't believe the moon landings happened. Uh, my dad worked on uh, the rocket that launched Lunar Prospector in the '90s that just flew around the moon. So I, he hasn't weighed in on that yet. We're yeah. still waiting for that that critical uh, hot take on the on the prospector of the moon. Yes. Yeah. All right. So, so I guess that would be, does somebody ask, hey, Stephen Curry, do you believe that uh, back in the 90s, uh, we launched a satellite that found water on the moon? Uh, if, if he says no, then, then yeah, then he doesn't believe in it. Well, I mean, I think right now what's happening is that you have a lot of young folk who think Photoshop existed back then. Back in the 60s. Back in the 60s. And, and things like CGI, where you could- right. Yeah, you could like fake a a something, which I mean, here here's my take: if it was that easy, or even if it was that possible to fake the moon landings, why were the the, the special effects on Star Trek so bad? That's a that's an excellent question. Uh, my thing has always been um, there were uh, there were seven missions. Um, one of them actually involved an explosion that almost killed uh, all the all three astronauts on board. Why would you fake six landings in an accident? False flag. You, th- you think so? False flag. Yeah. Okay, Alex Jones. <laughs> um, so anyway, yeah. see, but see, look, there you go. You're the Mr. Science. You're the science guy. You know this stuff. I mean, I know some of it, but you, my friend, you, you've got it down cold. And, uh, I mean, you're Chicago's top geek, so, I mean. King of geeks. King of geeks. King of geeks. I think uh, Chicago's top geek is like, it's kind of like when you're the Hulk in Marvel and Superman in DC. So you're like the top geek and king of geeks are in two different worlds. Mm-hmm. I'm sure I'll run into the Chicago's top geek at some point and we'll have it out. You'll have to. And, and when, you, when you run into each other, you'll actually be walking down the street, snapping your fingers snapping like your fingers. The, the sharks in the Probably jets. horrible, horrible choreography. That's always going to be our problem. Yeah. Maybe if... Um, I don't know. Maybe we'll do it Hamilton style, and instead of you know dancing, we'll have a rap battle. Oh, I like that idea. Yeah. You only get one shot. 
Yeah, you don't want to don't want to miss your your shot. Miss your shot. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so so let's start off in in the geek world. What's uh, what's your number five? Okay, so again, we're talking about significant things that happened in 2018, and I'm sure a lot of folks are going to have their own. I even uh, posed this question on my Facebook page, like, what were the things that they felt were the top, the, the most significant things that happened in 2018? So to me, my, my one of the most significant things uh, that happened in 2018 actually related a bit to something that happened in 2017, which was the premiere of The Last Jedi. So The Last Jedi premiered around, uh, was it December 20th of 2017? Right, so uh, just about a year ago. About yeah. a year ago. Yeah. In fact, we were um, celebrating the the year of, the, the a year anniversary of the release. And everyone was going on Twitter um, this week talking about how much they loved The Last Jedi and what a great movie it was. Even Ryan Johnson, who after saying, poo-poo, I'm not dealing with Twitter anymore and I don't want to have to deal with Star Wars fans and blah, 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 um, even came on Twitter and talked about how grateful he was for the experience and all the fans and the debate and so on. So, yay. Well, what kind of gets glossed over, especially in fandom right now, is that at the beginning of 2018, it was discovered that Russian bots were trolling people about The Last Jedi on social media, very much like they were doing during the elections in 2016. Essentially, sowing discord among Americans. Really? Yeah. So, a lot of the trolling that was going on, people talking about, oh, boycott The Last Jedi, The Last Jedi is the worst movie ever. Oh, The Last Jedi, you know ruined Star Wars and, and all that. But, oh, Kathleen Kennedy should be fired because of The Last Jedi, so on. Yes, a lot of that stuff that was being passed on social media was traced back to a Russian bot farm. And so, I'm telling you, Putin, man, he had them all going. He's like, you know, oh, now we, we do what we will do is now we will bring new Soviet ideas to Disney. And he'll want, you know, like um, uh, Putin land or the, Put <laughs> you know, Epcot. He wants, he wants, you know, they're going to annex Epcot is essentially what's going to happen. And then there'll be another movie called The Last Oligarch. The Last yeah. Oligarch. And then, yes, all of a sudden Russian tank is going to be rolling through, you know, through Japan. And, and they already uh, tried to remake Red Dawn once. Let's, uh, <laughs> let's go down that road. So, so yeah. But it's a... Uh, and you've yet to have a lot of the folks who were out there. You'll still have folks out there complaining about The Last Jedi. And again, when Ryan Johnson made his little, very classy announcement about, about the whole experience and thanking everyone, you still had folks out there talking about how they hated The Last Jedi and, and they ruined Star Wars and blah, blah, blah. Well, it was a really, it was a minority. It was a minority opinion that um, was amplified by Russian bots. So to all you Last Jedi folks who couldn't help but say again and again and again how The Last Jedi ruined your childhood, um, das vidanya. <laughs> that's, uh, that's amazing. Like, I, I, I know there were plenty of people who didn't like it, but, uh, you yeah. know. I mean, I, hey, I, I had my issues with it. I right. mean, I, I talked about it on this show. But did I go on social media relentlessly complaining about it and talking about how I hated it 
you know if anything what's gotten what's happened right now is you have all these folks who love the last jedi and talk about how great the movie is and it's the greatest star wars movie ever and if you think that it's not then you're stupid or i don't know yeah you know and, and it's it's like the pendulum swung back the other way which i also stay out of in the in the same vein um solo came out in may which is it's amazing to think that it, it hasn't even been a year since solo came out and uh, you know we, we talked a little bit about this on the show but I, I think that um, you know first of all uh, Ron Howard has is, is, is tweeted and I think it's worth noting uh, solo is his highest grossing movie of all time yeah it's made made a lot of money I mean so solo has made <clears throat> what 800 million was it something like that, something like yeah. that. I mean has it has it made uh, last Jedi numbers even or, or Rogue One or Rogue One yeah. numbers but it still made good money. At my you, and coming out just like three months after a previous Star Wars film, which is I think the reason why it, it didn't do as well. Yeah, that, that's why I brought it up because I, I think that uh, at the end of the day, like I think people were to a certain extent sort of Star Wars out, especially because all these Russian bots are constantly pelting <laughs> them with, with with hot takes about uh, the Last Jedi. You know, I think they're just like, really? Another Star Wars movie right now? And, and I think that, that uh, you know, sort of the timing of that sort of played into a lot of people who are, like, you know, uh, concerned about Disney just sort of, like, cranking out Star Wars content constantly. Um, and so, you know, maybe that, that made them a little, little hesitant to join in, you know. In the, in, but, you know, I, I, again... I make a movie. It's probably not going to make eight hundred million dollars. No, no. And I've watched. I, I started watching Solo a second time, and it's, it's a fun film. It's very. It's it, for Ron Howard. It's a workman's, a workman affair. You know, there's nothing really outstanding about the visuals or anything like that. You know? and, and I think with uh, with like that being you know sort of the origin story for uh, for. Um, you know, Han and Chewbacca. Mm-hmm. I don't think anybody looks at that and says, "Yo, this is an outrage. They killed my childhood." It's just like, yeah, I'd yeah, buy that. It worked. Yeah. They, 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 if anything, they pulled in a whole bunch of stuff that had been referred to, like in the expanded universe, that that a lot of Star Wars nerds said, "Oh, bring it back, bring it back." But yeah, I I enjoyed it. I, I certainly enjoyed Solo more than Rogue One. Um, certainly had a happier ending, mostly. Yeah, I mean, but to me, my I, I mean, I have. I've also talked about Rogue One on the show. I have there's so many plot holes and the character motivations don't make a lot of sense to me half the time. And yeah, there's that cool scene with Darth Vader at the end. But. Well, I, I think that was um, you know that was uh, sort of a function of them making an anthology movie where you've got to actually like bring all of these characters together. Like uh, uh, someone, I, I think it was. Uh, it was uh, maybe uh, it might have been Chris Pine talking about how uh, you know the the first Star Trek you know J.J. Abrams movie uh, was was kind of tough from a storytelling perspective because you had to bring like all the all the people together and you had to figure out a way to to, to do that with as much lens flare as possible with as much lens flare as possible <laughs> and this is just sort of the same thing where you've got all these all these characters and they've all got to meet and they've got to you know do the story and in two hours that that i think that hurt them a bit did we really need the chris hemsworth dying and and the birth the literal birth of james kirk uh, i think we could have done without it yeah, yeah. That, that shaves a good 10 minutes off right there 
Yeah. Um, Do we need young James Kirk stealing his stepfather's car and nearly driving it off a cliff in Iowa? Are there cliffs in Iowa? Uh, in oh, wait. The, in the 23rd century, there yeah. are. Oh, yeah. I think that was a quarry. Yeah, it, it was yeah. It, it was definitely supposed to be a quarry. And uh, so, you know, Disney might not want to hear this, but I think that uh, just from a, a storytelling perspective, I think from, you know, I, I, I think... It, they would be better suited telling stories of people you already know about because then you don't have to do that. Right. So, you know, something to think about for, uh, for our, our friends in, in, uh, at Disney. Who we know listen to this show because they have done things that we've recommended in the past and we get no credit for it. Constantly. It's, it's terrible, really. Yeah, it's annoying. Uh, you know, my, uh, my number five, uh, from a, a science-y perspective, would be the Parker Science Probe. And uh, that, that's... <laughs> okay, you're going to have to explain that, because um, a certain type of probe immediately comes to mind, and I don't of, think of that's what you're does. thinking yeah. about. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, there's, there's, a, there's a joke about, uh, about, uh, about our, our Polish friends... That they have a, a space program and they're going to launch a mission to the sun. Oh yeah, but it's yeah. okay because we're going at, at night. night. Yeah, and I, and I think you can. It, it, I've always heard it uh, being Poland, but I think you could you could do any, it with anybody. Anybody. Uh, the, the Parker Science Probe is actually uh, it's it's parked itself um, just several uh, thousand miles away from the sun. Those, and it's actually observing the, the sun from as close as we can get to it. It's basically, it's basically a weather satellite for the sun. There's like a heat shield that's supposed to be able to withstand. Yeah, you know, like for however long that that satellite's supposed to be out there, it's it's gonna be you know pelted with uh, you know several thousand degrees and uh, uh, so many rads of radiation that your nose would glow if you were near it. And Santa would like. You know, pretty much say, "What are you doing here?" Exactly. Yeah, and, and we haven't gotten a whole lot of uh, data yet from that, uh, at least as far as I know. But I think that that you know, that's a big that's a big science story from 2018. It's a huge science story. My my question is this: Let's say the scientists um, who are monitoring that thing are getting data back, and they find out, oh, this sun doesn't have a billion years left; it only has like maybe a hundred. Are they going to tell us? I wouldn't think so. See? So that's why I'm like, hey, cool. I'm glad, you know, someone's going to know. I have a feeling you're not going to tell us the whole truth, though. Okay, Stephen Curry. (laughs) (laughs) What do you got for number four? For number four. A significant thing, although, I'm going to tell you, I don't know if a lot of people actually remember this, but did you know that 2018 was the 80th anniversary of the creation of Superman? Um, I did know that, but I'll, I think you're right that, uh, that, that most people probably did not, unless they were living in uh, Metropolis, Illinois, yep. or, or a few other places. And it was like early in the year, and there was the, the, the problem being there was no Superman movie in the theaters to help commemorate it. Um, they ended up releasing Superman the movie itself, the original Christopher Reeve film, uh, just this uh, past month as part of the 40th anniversary of the film. But as far as the 80th anniversary of Superman's creation, they did Action Comics 1000. It debuted, it sold out 
everywhere. It's like I guess the book was up and you couldn't find it. And then, blip, it was gone. And it's it's a shame because Superman, again, many people credit Superman as the first superhero. You know, if it weren't for Superman, we wouldn't have um, a lot of the other heroes, the superheroes that we have today. Captain Marvel, um, you know, the, all the Marvel heroes, too, which were kind of a an answer that they were created as an answer to the DC heroes. So, but again, most significant thing of 2018 was the 80th anniversary of Superman. And, you know, Superman being 80, um, you know, it, it, it makes one think about what life would be like for an 80-year-old Superman. You know, his, uh, his retirement fund went away in the, in the crash of uh, 08, so now he's a, he's a Walmart greeter. Well, people got really angry when he stopped saying that he was for P- truth, justice, and the American way. Remember, he dropped that whole thing. Oh, yeah, I think Tucker just, Carlson did like a whole yeah. uh, a whole hour on it. Yeah. yeah. So now it's like, you know, so. And, and remember, illegal immigrant, you know, if anything, DACA recipient. Uh, illegal immigrant and journalist. And a so journalist, both, you know, enemies. Could not the, be more of an enemy of the, uh, American, the American people. people. Yeah, so. Um, yeah, that maybe, you know, maybe that's why we all forgot about Superman at that point. Could very well be, um, you know, in in a a similar vein, and really they're all going to be similar because we're talking about sciencey stories. Uh, I think uh, my number four is uh, is uh, Space Force. Um, I mean, obviously it hasn't quite come to fruition yet, but uh, you know, eventually we're going to have uh, you know cool, cool different uh, uniforms. Uh, at, le- at least, at least the Air Force did. I mean, when, when the Air Force split off from the from the Army, um, they went from having you know the the you know brown uniforms you normally associate with, uh, with the Army to having the cool blue uniforms. So I'm very excited to see what fashion designer Mike Pence comes up with <laughs> for for his first Space Force. Well, I'm, I'm curious to find out what logo they come up with because after they had, I guess, some high school kids submit their um, designs. Um, one of them, the Space Force logo, looked just like the, Na- the NASA logo. And they're like, hey, you know that looks just like NASA. Or maybe it was one of their interns. Or maybe it was, you know, our pre- current president did an, like his own underground version of The Apprentice. And he goes, for this, for this next task, you're gonna create the greatest logo for Space Force. That's a horrible, horrible Trump. But I, I haven't it, really been working on it. It, it actually sounds like um, like Ted Kennedy doing <laughs> Donald Trump. Trump by way. Of well, Ted actually, Kennedy. no. It sounds like Diamond Joe Quimby doing Donald Trump. Oh, this is gonna be hilarious. <laughs> Say chowda. Chowda. Come back here. I'm not through demeaning you. <laughs> Uh, let's see. My number three. Yes. My number three. Again, most significant thing of 2018 was the breakthrough, which was the Black Panther movie. Oh yeah, the Black Panther. Yeah, that's another one where that was that was 2018. 2018 seems like so long ago. Mind you, it was kind of dwarfed by the release of of uh, Avengers: uh, Infinity War about a month later. Um, but Black Panther, a character that a lot of folks, unless you were a big comic book fan, you might not have been that aware of him. How many people, when you think Black Panther, you think about the Black Panther Party. Right. You yeah. know? Um, and, and, you know, to be honest, 
I think Tucker Carlson did a whole a whole hour, uh, you know, saying people shouldn't see it because of the Black Panther Party. Black Panther Party. Yeah. It's the same reason why he hated Beyonce's Super Bowl halftime show because she was dressed like one of the Black Panthers. Yeah, you know. But um, but uh, amazing that this film with a, a character that um, had a very limited. Um, uh, awareness of the you know of it um, breaks through makes a billion dollars you know worldwide um, just creates this whole new um, interest in the character spawns two if not three comic series um, that Marvel Comics would later release and just got people really excited really excited for um, for a new demographic being represented in um superhero movies mind you um black panther was not the first black superhero i mean we had blade before and we've had other you know we've had other black superheroes but it seems to me like if you're going to be in the mcu that's you know you're that's big time and uh, black panther brought it big time uh brought it big time and and made money big time lots of money and it's got a lot of kids you know really interested in in science you know um the disney folks Donated like a million dollars for STEM programs in schools, you know, so hopefully we'll see some more good things and we'll see what happens in the the Black Panther sequel. Black Panther sequel and uh, uh, Avengers Endgame. Endgame, which, um, oh, well, we'll see. (laughs) I'm already already ready to get off the MCU train when when Endgame comes out because I'll be like, oh, this was a good run. I'm good. I'm good because once once Chris Evans and 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 Robert Downey Jr. are gone, I don't know. I'm I'm kind of the same way where uh, you know like if I'm interested in the story, like you know like Black Panther, I'd 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 go see that. Um, You know if I if I'm aware of the story, I might I might go to see it. But you know I I kind of like these original Avengers characters, and I just don't know that I'm all that interested in continuing it. You know, it, for the next generation, right? But you know, maybe again, it's not for me. It wasn't made. It's not gonna be made for me. It's gonna be made for the generation that comes behind me. Yeah. So, by all means, keep making them. Keep making them. Have just, fun. Yeah. You know, I'll, I'll, at some point, my nieces will be interested. I'll probably take yeah. them. I'm not gonna go on social media and go, oh, damn, Black Panther's not as good as it was back in my day." <laughs> you should. That's what people do now. Uh, <laughs> and and I can, if I'm lucky, I can get some Russian bots to amplify my voice. Yeah. Uh, so my number three is the uh, the Mars Insight probe. Because now, <laughs> now now we have to call everything <laughs> it's, the probe. It's actually just called Mars Insight, right. but you know, we've decided it, it's 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 a probe now, and uh, that's significant because a landing anything on Mars is comically difficult. Like uh, I don't, I don't know if you ever saw how they landed the Curiosity rover on Mars, but it actually involved hovering and then lowering the rover on a, on what they called the Sky Crane maneuver. It wasn't that um, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar how he I, used to. I believe it score was. Yeah. In the NBA. Um, and uh, Mars Insight was really, uh, really no different. And it's the first uh, uh, you know spacecraft that's landed on Mars. It's actually designed to dig into Mars and see what's going on underground. How is Curiosity, by the way? Uh, Curiosity's still doing uh, good. Uh, 
opportunity, spirit and opportunity are both basically dead at this point. Uh, but curiosity uh, is still going strong because spirit and opportunity were both solar powered, right. and just eventually on Mars that there, there's a there's a shelf life to right. that. But uh, um, uh, uh, curiosity is powered by a, a, a radioactive thermo generator. Because, I mean, uh, didn't it have, like, one of the wheels or the tread broke, so it's pretty much just stuck wherever it is now? No, that was, uh, that was uh, uh, Opportunity, I think. Was that Opportunity? Um, yeah, uh, uh, Curiosity is still roving around. Roving no so Opportunity did not come knocking. It did not. Not wow. yet. But I, I, I do, in the back of my head, worry that at some point, um, you know, JPL is going gonna, is gonna to think that they're shutting off, you know, Curiosity... But it's going to turn out that it they didn't. It's going to evolve into consciousness and come back looking for the creator, or just be like Wally, and want to f- and fall in love with a trash can robot. That too. That that's a genuine concern too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, the great thing about was, uh, is that didn't we have finally we saw we saw a sunrise on Mars. That, that we did. That baby, was the first time. Yeah, that baby took photos, and, and that was actually because of, uh, um, you know, just because of the unique nature of the the, the Mars Insight uh, probe, uh, <laughs> and, and where it's located, they were actually able to do that. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's we live in an incredible time right now. Things are crazy. I know things seem kind of sometimes a little bit challenging, but we also live in wondrous times. We do. Uh, so what's your uh, what's your number two? Speaking of wondrous times, um, um, I wanted to move this one up a little bit, but let's be honest, um, Doctor Who, while very much um, uh, a very important character in geekdom, probably doesn't reach as wide as you'd think. Uh, but having the first female actor to play Doctor Who, Jodie Whittaker who was cast as a doctor after uh, Peter Capaldi left the role. Uh, in 2018, the doctor for for the first time in ever, well, not ever, because they have had women play doc- the doctor in different skits and other things, but nothing within the actual, so to speak, canon of the series. Um, we've never had a, a female doctor. We never had a time, the, the, the titular time lord of the show regenerate as a woman. And so that finally happened, and it was a pretty solid um, ten episodes. Uh, Jody Whittaker did a, a gave us a very likable performance. Um, I liked her character. She's not quite where I hope she's going to be. I mean, um, I know like the first season or so, it takes you a while to really get get into get comfortable in the skin of the doctor and also bring your own interpretation to it so i I would imagine it's a really unique situation as an actor where you're you know i mean now all of them you know they've been taking over for someone right and then um and i'm guessing you know as i was watching it i liked her um i felt very comfortable with her the scripts were good um some scripts were really good uh, for a for a freshman tour, uh, Jody Whittaker was really good. Uh, the shame being now, though, that you we're not going to get a whole, we're not going to get any new Doctor Who through all of 2019, and I'm uh, going to have to wait till 2020 before they start um, 
uh, airing new episodes. But uh, considering how important it was to have um, a character like the Doctor finally be portrayed by a woman and thus expanding the representation um, within that particular um, fandom, I think was one of the most important things of 2018. I wonder if Tucker Carlson did a whole hour of being outraged about that. Um, he, uh, I want to. I would like to know what he doesn't get outraged about, <laughs> or very confused. Yeah, uh, maybe we should lay off of him. Uh, I don't think he cares. So, so for me, uh, number two in uh, in the the sciency world is another story where it's a little difficult to believe that that was this year, and that's uh, SpaceX finally, after uh, several years of development finally launching their first uh, Falcon Heavy rocket, uh, the most powerful rocket operating now, second only to the Saturn V in history. And uh, Elon Musk, you know, instead of putting up a, a, a payload mass simulator like a block of concrete or, or sand or water or something, says, you know what? I haven't driven my Tesla Roadster number one for a while. <laughs> I, I'm just going let, to let's launch that into orbit and see what happens. And then it wasn't it playing David Bowie Starman or something? It, it, it uh, was. Well, technically it was. They couldn't hear it. Cause but it was, yeah, like, you're in space. space so, right. so it's not like anybody could actually hear it. And uh, it's worth pointing out that they, you know, they, they put it into an orbit that'll eventually take it, that would eventually take it to Mars except they overshot it a little bit, so it'll just end up hitting an asteroid one day or something. But uh, um, that's great and all, but within a, a few months, uh, the car had disintegrated anyway because of solar radiation and the fact that you're constantly switching from like 300 degrees positive to you know negative 300 degrees whenever you're in the sun or out of the sun. So that that does it. cars aren't meant to operate in those conditions. And those I don't think there were any charging stations out there for that thing. No, so the battery probably uh, did did yeah. run out pretty yeah. pretty quickly. Rage anxiety when you're traveling from the <laughs> Earth to Mars. That's a, that's a real thing. I I'd be like, oh man, oh, it'll be really cool to see Matt Damon flying back in that thing. Yeah, they, that's why they were sending it there. <laughs> All right, so your your top uh, geeky story. Well, the, the most, if you ask me, the most, the number one most significant thing within the world of geekdom that took place in 2018, and you might want to disagree with me, but a lot are going to agree, um, we saw the death of Stan Lee. Um, I, I think it would be tough to disagree with that one. Yeah, I mean, we're talking Stan Lee, uh, his death was covered like that of a president. I mean, consider this, Stan Lee's death actually got more coverage, relatively speaking, and I'm not saying social media and what we're talking about, than the death of George H.W. Bush. And the only reason they yeah. spoke so much about the death of George H.W. Bush is because they covered the the funerals. But we, And there were three different and funerals. And there were three different funerals. Yeah. Without those three funerals, are we really talking about it that long? Whereas the, the Stan Lee, we were talking about a lot. Uh, and, of course... Um, we, we kept talking about Stanley because of the cameos that would occur, occur in different movies. So there was the cameo in um, Into the Spider-Verse, as well as a cameo in, uh, a new cameo in the, um, or a new homage to Stanley in uh, Once Upon a Deadpool, the Deadpool re-release of the sequel, uh, Deadpool 2. 
So in, uh, shouldn't be um, understated too that not only did Stan Lee pass away in 2018, but his Spider-Man co-creator Steve Ditko, the artist who you know drew Spider-Man from those early issues, um, also passed away. Mind you, not to near the fanfare. And I think although part of that was because Steve Ditko himself was not um, one who sought the limelight. Um, he didn't ask for any of the money that came from um, the ancillaries of Spider-Man, any of those things. He was very much um, not interested in those mm-hmm. things. And um, he passed away alone in his, in his apartment. Um, so that you look at the two extremes here, Stan Lee passing away to having an entire world know about him and, and mourn him to the Spider-Man co-creator passing away and only knowing very, uh, with only um, a small cluster of people really being aware. It's a, something that um, gives me pause, if you, if, for, to, to say it mildly. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I would say so. Uh, yeah, I, it, it would be, it would be tough to find a a bigger pop culture story than that. You know, so, somebody who, especially, you know, maybe before you know Iron Man comes out and the MCU really becomes a thing. You know, maybe it wouldn't have been right. been that huge, but uh, you know, certainly at this point, like he's he's somebody that uh, you know I, I think just about everybody knows. Everybody knew at, at this point. I mean, Kevin Feige, the man who actually helped create the MCU and who shepherds it and helps these movies come into being and at the quality that they are, when he passes away. It'll be a terrible thing, and I'm not by any means hoping he passes away anytime soon. You know, I'm not wishing death on him. But when he passes away, he's not going to get the same kind of fanfare that Steve Stanley did, because Stanley was the face of Marvel Comics for forever, mm-hmm. and he will continue to be the face of Marvel <clears throat> Comics going forward. And you know, um, you, you you think about it, um, there. Are, We've, we've talked about it on the show, you know, few people have impacted American pop culture like he did. No, definitely not. No. Uh, so my, uh, my number one story and... Bring and, us out on a high note. I mean, I brought uh, us down. Bring, make and, it a happy thing. And, and, and again, this is, uh, this is yet another story where I'm like, wow, that really did happen in 2018. <laughs> it's, it's been a long year. <laughs> Uh, but uh, a mua mua passed by Earth. You know, uh, explain a mua. I know what you're talking about for those who aren't entire, who don't remember, because again, it did happen a while ago. Uh, a mua mua is the first object that we're aware of, and since then they've studied data and they believe that it's a, a heck of a lot more common than we think, or than we thought at the time. But it's the first object that we've tracked that came from outside of the solar system. And it, uh, it, it basically just it came into the solar system, sort of uh, did, a, did an arc and, and, and left. And it was going, I think, like 90,000 miles an hour or something ridiculous like that. So, um, you know, and we'll be looking at data about it for a long time because they didn't actually... Uh, like they didn't know it was coming, uh, they actually found it after it had left. They noticed that hey, we 
we, we saw this thing come and go. Um, you know, we'll be looking at data of, of it for a, a heck of a long time. And, you know, I'm sure we'll be learning things about it. And, and like I said, they've, they've already realized that those, you know, things coming into and out of the solar system are a, a heck of a lot more common than anybody ever thought that they were. Yeah, but didn't they get like a shot of it or something, a capture, and it looked like a long? Well, no, they they were looking they were looking at the uh, at the at uh, at at the data, and basically they they came up with the fact that it's it's either like long and cylindrical, or it's flat, and just the way that it that it was it was kind of tumbling end over end as it's mm -hmm. as it's making its its curve in and out of the solar system so that they believe that it was it was facing one way and reflecting a certain amount of light and then facing another way and uh you know reflecting a different amount of light and that's that's why they're not quite sure if it was you know like it, it, people have actually uh I, I think it's mostly been dismissed now but they actually said Hey, you know, this is actually acting the way a solar sail would if it came in and out of the solar system. So maybe it's not necessarily a UFO passing by Earth, but maybe a piece of a spacecraft that just happens to be going into and out of the solar system. Because mm. that's how it—that's how it would act if it—if that's what it was. So they were essentially doing one of those slow drive-bys. Exactly. Like when you go by your ex-girlfriend's place, see if the lights are on. See if, you know, there's somebody new parked out in front. Seriously, have you been following me around? The preceding was a presentation of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Find our other great shows on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and at radiomisfits.com. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Cabotron. Happy New Year, everybody. <laughs>